All the kegs were at the other campsite, and I was like halfway through, I was like, bro, like, you have kegs over there? Let's bring them. And so I hop in this dude's truck, oh. right now, I have no idea. Next time you come the over. The button, you can't speak the wick. You're on, get my you back, I mean? dude. <laughs> I don't know what other towns. Like, <laughs> what other towns are in Spain, you know. So, you know, the important one. FTC just filed an antitrust lawsuit against them, which is wild. How they were kind of blocking people to change prices on their product, where it's like, this is the set price, you can't go above that or below that. We had moments where we turned Amazon on and off, and we tried to get some data around it. It was really interesting. Welcome to Not That Good. You didn't want to listen, but you know you should. Paul and Wes are probably smart. They'll get you off to a rocket start. Bikes, babes, and laughing too. It's like redoing elementary school, because it's not that good. Not that good. The Muffin Man? The Muffin Man, who lives on Jewelry Lane. Jewelry Lane? This is actually our 20th podcast. Oh! That's pretty... Do we celebrate, like, every good number? I feel like each one we've been celebrating. Maybe every 10. So, like, we'll do the 10, 20th, 30th. I'm down. Let's just celebrate each one. Be also the... My 30 is coming up next year. That's kind of crazy. It is wild that you're going to be 30 because you're a child. Not even at heart. Just like 100% of the time, you're a full child. Like, you don't even have a savings account yet, do you? Does this describe it? I'm just going to keep talking so we can pass that question. Does this one? (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) They're not. B, how was your weekend? Dude, it was good. It was really fun. We went out to Yosemite. It was for... Allie's business school thing and we camped out there but they like took over the whole like campsite it was packed wait where did you go again people that they kind of yosemite i don't get how Allie just always has business trips but they just seem like really fun get together trips and they're more often than not bro business school is just another excuse right it's really just an extension of no it's an extension of college it's it's air quotes networking networking spot on i feel like every hey we gotta go network at this bar for a while that can be our new excuse when we, when we yeah. get a boys trip. Yeah. Or when we just want to go out. Yeah, we're networking. <laughs> we got like a new business meeting. It just happens to be in like Amsterdam. Yeah. <laughs> this crazy company, Budweiser, wants to hang out. I don't really know what's going on. It, I mean, it was well, kind of standard camping trip, just a bunch of people. But they did have one of the nights where it was a full on like rave in the woods. where full like deck set up. Discotheque. Big, yeah. Big speaks and kegs and stuff although kegs were at the other campsite and i was like halfway through i was like bro like you have kegs over there let's bring them and so i hop in this dude's truck and then all of a sudden we like they alley and then like see me kind of like oh wow someone's bringing kegs like is that paul up there (laughs) so good dude i wouldn't expect anything less how the hell did you bring kegs into the oh how did you bring kegs into yosemite and also were you guys in your trailer no we were just in the van but they were, um, we were like technically just outside of the Yosemite. We weren't in the park, yeah. but we were 10 minutes away. It was cool. It's Sick waterfalls it's beautiful and stuff. up there. Wait, B, didn't you have a full-on discoteca this weekend? Were you speaking weren't of you yacht? Dex, dude. Yeah. Leaky Butt put oh, together so uh, once in a lifetime. Actually, we might have to have it annually now because it was so fun. And next time you definitely got to come. But we rented Dex and it was crossed weekend. And we didn't go to cross, but we had like our own mini crossed on a yacht so picture that what is crossed it's the music festival down here it's like all house discotheca oh. most of it sounds in, like in san diego yeah it's right on the water 
in downtown. I feel like we kind of had something there. We should do a pod that's freestyle, like first 15 minutes. Thoughts? Ooh, I'm down. I just watched 8 Mile. I'm fired up. <laughs> that's <laughs> an epic movie. It was badass. We had like all the SD crews out here that don't normally hang out. We kind of put like everyone and stuck them on one boat so they were forced to mingle. It was a good experiment. That's fun. It worked out. The old date yeah, at the end no, of it. Yeah, it did. It was, it was <laughs> great. It was a sick boat to be on, stuck in the middle of the ocean with all your buddies, just getting loose, getting wild. We rented some CDJs that were just absolutely titties. But, Another thing that I'm going to have to ask what it is. I'm guessing is it... it is so it's a, like the red of DJing. Okay. For, so it's 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 the disc drivers that... The, it's the that ones thing? in the twos. Like... Everything's just a little uh, bit more like crispy on it compared ooh. to a normal deck, and you can just plug in like maximum occupancy. But they were clapped out. I was a little bit sad. We went to go <laughs> spin, and like it was me, Bobby, and Taylor, Nick's homie, spinning. And we got on them, and they were just like the Q button didn't work. So when you go in to bring the not the Q button B, when you went to bring in the other means. song. You couldn't make, you couldn't dial in the songs together, so you had to like do it oh. by ear and like spin in the BPMs, and like in the beginning it was a little ooh, 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 like not good. Bro, it's like you're talking in fucking Chinese to me right now. I have no idea. Next time about. you come the over, Q button, you can't speak the wick. You're on. Get my you know back, I mean? dude. Get my back. You're on. Hold me back. Next time you come like, over, we're spending like 20 minutes on the decks just so you can feel the vibration. I'm down. I want you to be in going. there pump in discoteca yeah. with me i need another hobby that's what i always say to myself what would like, our I dj need some stuff name that I need to expense hmm. got it i got it it'd be taken. p squared oh let's go we're out and that's all folks see you later <laughs> door, <laughs> door shuts in the background and it's weird they had a four minute podcast so this is going to be a prequel prequel to our Death in the <laughs> Desert party. Did I say that right? Yeah, you were like trying really hard. Like you said it right, but yes. you were saying it like you were saying it wrong. Prequel. The prequel to Dex in the Desert. So we're going to have the same exact setup, but we're going to have our own mini fest. Down. In Ocotillo. In. We're going to have bikes out there. We're going to fully camp. You're also invited. Babes, beers. And billabong. Yeah, it's going to be badass. We're going to have a full light setup. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Probably haven't, but Rufus did a set out in Joshua's Tree. Have you seen that before? <laughs> multiple? I wanted to let that one slide through. I just sometimes can't even have a conversation when all the words they are They had a really cool set English. in Joshua Tree and they had all these in light Joshua's tubes set tree. up. So we're going to have our own mini decks in the desert party. Anyone's welcome down in the SoCal area. Come on out. You got to send us an invite through our podcast to know that you are listening. Boom. Oh, deep. I'm in. I'm in. A little bit of... A little bit of you know, charge to enter kind of a thing. Let's hit him with it. Works. Works. Extra style points cool. if you come wearing stoked tees. All your booze. Say that. All your booze you will be free. Gotta have a stoked tee to enter. On the house. What? We're actually yeah, making. Yeah. Uh, we're having Jay make custom decks in the desert tees. So merch will be available at the merch tent. And it'll be right behind the VIP booth. <laughs> yep, and you can get your drink tickets when you enter the door with your stoked tee on. If you're wearing a stoked hoodie, you get two tickets. Free parking. For you and your lad. Oh, you're out, B. You're out. B, I got some cool news. Oh. Well, my mom's got cool news. But anyway, she's in Spain right now. And she just did like a hundred mile walk between like two weeks. Dude, I remember uh, Kaylin telling us about that. She finished it? Bonkers. Yeah. So she's with like four or five of her friends. And I think they did it over like 17 days. 
but they did like 80 miles. It's not a race, but you, you do like X amount of miles each day and you go between all the little towns in Spain, like through Madrid and wherever else they went. And <laughs> I don't know through the other Madrid, towns. Like, what other towns are in Spain? You know, you know the important ones. <laughs> I don't know what, what their stops were, but um, during the leg of the day, they could like stop and stop at the red. Like it wasn't time, so they would stop eat and I was keep ask, like, do you get to go eat and do stuff or you just walk by like oh i would love to hang out there but i guess we're walking past it uh, no you do you can stop and then like as long as you make it from point a to point b in the day it like counts but That's the whole thing sick. was 100 miles my mom was like never gone that far before she's been training for this for like months i went home and she would just be walking like 20 miles a day like moraga and back like three times i'm like so mom wild. you're you're a savage bro question number one did she get any blisters? Oh, I think they did actually. She actually, you would love this. She That's actually. That's like the first thing I think about. She vlogged every day, <laughs> uh, like at the end of it, and she would give us a little update. It was so cute. I love you, mom. Shout out. I know you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out, Janini. Hey, you did yeah, great. Yeah, mom, so you're a beast. I love you. You killed it. Wait, so she a, she a vlogger now? She might be a vlogger. There might be like oh. a whole blog, vlog, posts. Spain, 100 mile. She'll probably post it like under our Nora video, man. Bro, contentious take, contentious take. Out of the four of you, I think she's actually the funniest one. I think so too. Albert, are you listening to this? <laughs> Albert, turn it off. Definitely not. <laughs> actually, B, he, he started listening and the only reason he wasn't listening to the other ones is because he didn't know how to work Spotify. He's like, how do I <laughs> oh, follow? But Dude, Janini's, Janini's low-key hilarious, subtle hilarious. That's Shout definitely out, where I get my <laughs> my good looks. You're small. <clears throat> what are Anyways, following up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Now, for the serious now. question. The double oh. down, the all in, the no excuses, the no-brainer. Is it true that Amazon- transitioned is essential for your business. The do's and don'ts, the why's and why not. What's well, your thoughts? Well, see there, Bill. If I had to really break it down via credit card points, I think I would have <laughs> to say that Amazon is a $1.2 trillion behemoth that we are going to have to break down. That is <laughs> insane. I mean, like, think of that number. That's that's wild. The fact that there's any, like, yeah. single company pulling that much money in is... It's huge next level it was crazy to think on oh, i wish i had this metric but like they're an actual like percentage points of gdp of the world which is nuts to think about as That's a business you never up. really put yourself in that point but yeah i mean so what we want to talk about here for the absolute value <laughs> just so you go away a little bit smarter every day is is amazon essential for your e-commerce business and this is Really timely because I think the news just broke today, but um, being in the e-com space, we kind of heard about it a little, a little before, but the uh, FTC just filed an antitrust lawsuit against them, which is wild. And I don't know. I don't know enough about these lawsuits. I've heard everything from like, this could totally break them up and this could just be a little slap on the wrist. But basically they're, they're filing against them in the sense that they have like a monopoly, what is it? Allowing it to wield monopoly power to inflate prices, degrade quality, and stifle innovation for consumers and businesses, which is crazy. And I think what the main thing they're trying to do is they're trying to break up, you know, within Amazon, there's Amazon, the platform, there's Amazon ads, like sponsored ads, all that. So their ad product, they have 
AWS, which is Amazon Warehouse Systems, which is all of, you know, it's a huge like 3PL basically. Back, yeah. um, and that's a huge piece of their business and all of it working together. We're not tr trying to go into this too deep, but I think the one for me where it's really interesting is how basically Amazon is able to have all the data around what products are winning and uh, doing best on their platform. And then they can go and make like the Amazon basic their own version thing of it. and push it even yeah. harder and put that in front of the customers over like the normal energy bet. Like I'm sure they're pushing their Amazon products like across the board in front of any other yeah. product that's on their website, which is messed up. Because people put so many like ad dollars behind their own product. And even when you do that, if they're still pushing their product harder just because they can, like, I feel like that's, that's fucking. Well, imagine them bidding on the, like little an ad space and they're like, oh, I guess I'm just going to pay more for this ad space. And it's them paying themselves for the ad. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, it's, it's not that they actually so have gnarly. to do that part. It's just, they can kind of circumvent a lot of it. So it is an inter really interesting case, but that's not what we're mainly talking about. I mean, unless you want to. Can <laughs> the, the only one other thing that I thought was kind of crazy just to touch on was that how they were kind of blocking people to change prices on their product where it's like, this is the set price. You can't go above that or below that. Well, so Amazon's terms of service is that they have to have the lowest price on basically at wherever you sell your trying product, to set the market price only... for all the market which is well they just want to be the lowest price no matter what like you could sell it for more on your website but they don't want it to be lower anywhere anywhere else besides amazon needs to be the lowest and the way they the way they do it is trippy because what they do is they scrape the internet using your skew basically and they'll scrape it for the products and what they'll do is if they can find it somewhere else for a lower price they won't delete your listing because I actually don't know if this is their workaround or what, but what they do is they remove your the it from the main buy box. They just ghost and your so, product, pretty much. Yeah, it's it's basically makes it like harder to find and harder to check out immediately. It's your your thing will be like your your product will turn from like a one click prime buy now that whole kind of a thing to a like see buying options, and then it'll be sitting there with like a bunch of the and those listings like usually look janky and that's why they they have lower conversion rates so they don't do as well but anyways it's it's a trippy thing we historically have been like 100 percent shopify direct to consumer from our website and all that kind of stuff you know as background the way we drive like our marketing funnel is we have a ton of meta facebook and instagram ads you know basically showing everyone top of funnel trying to be that discovery and finding out about the product from that sense and then driving them to our website in order to purchase and all of that and that's where you know Wes just sits and makes all the beautiful booty girl content he can do it's mainly his butt and lay it pants. out I, some people don't actually know <laughs> that's that, coming next but you know yeah if you don't see like the frontal view or the top portion of the ad just know that you're it's looking me. at wesley in yoga pants People are like, oh man, what have I been looking at on the Animal House ads? Bro, we should actually make one of those ads where it's like super zoomed in and it looks like it's a chick's butt in yoga pants, like doing leg curls. And then like you zoom out and it's it's like Evan looking back like, sup? I don't, that'd be so good. I don't know who it is, but there's a, there's like a comedy guy on TikTok who does that and he puts a wig on and he's yeah. like pulling groceries out of his cart and he just like 
pops his ass back and he's like you know and his friends over there like going like giving the head like trying to like tease it soldered. And then he goes like he's like oh yeah puppy he like looks back and just does the the guy voice and like trips the dude out bro we gotta do that same thing just with monkey feet write that down <laughs> amir get on that amir. Here, here. But yeah, switching gears a little bit, let's kind of chime into what's been going on with Amazon for us, because obviously we tested it out for a little bit. We had a few months that we kind of took Amazon on full time and tested that for a little bit and compared it to what we were doing previously with Facebook and Google and realized that it might not be the best for our, our company. And, you know, we... We were a little heavy on inventory at the time, and we were like, you know, let's test Amazon. We might be able to push some more inventory, and we really want to use it as a test and track kind of the, really the top line sales, and then contribution margin, which is basically just like your net sales, so your sales minus your fees and your cost of goods, so that's, you know, how much it costs to make the product and everything, and then your advertising costs. It really is like product, or sorry, profit, um, when like per unit, when you're not looking into your cost of doing business and everything, but for all intents and purposes, we were really just tracking like top line revenue and then bottom line profit as we added Amazon as a sales channel and kind of changed nothing else. Oh, we did some Amazon advertising, but we didn't really change anything else drastically. Yeah. And you know, we did as much as we can we then tracked those metrics and we wanted to see how it affected things. And so we kind of did this over four months. We had moments where we turned Amazon on and off and we tried to get some data around it. It was really interesting. It was not what kind of I thought. Basically, you know, our fluctuations in both season, seasonality and just as our ads would kind of hit and not hit, that those normal fluctuations, that's kind of what we saw but now instead of, you know, 100% Shopify, we'd see, you know, everywhere from like 20, 30, 40, 50% Amazon. And then the rest of that the was Shopify. the craziest part to watch was to see that kind of like as we scaled Amazon, it kind of like took over our sales a little bit more. Like the more we fed that side of it, it, you could just see it like slowly starting to be more of our revenue when we first launched it, like with no ads, just to kind of see what it was doing. Like that whole time that we were testing that for the couple months i feel like was part of the craziest yeah and it's pretty interesting how it it kind of landed pretty close to 50 percent, which is super interesting you know it's i think the steady state that it reaches is about 50 to 60 percent amazon and 40 to 50 percent i think i did that backwards but tomato tomato 60 more amazon as like a steady state which is crazy but the interesting part we were trying to track the top line and the bottom line. And when we took all of the data and extrapolated it out, we, what was the biggest takeaway is that we weren't able to draw a, basically a, a convincing relationship line between the percent of sales that Amazon made up and either an increase in revenue or an increase in profit. It was a, uh, not, like a not, overly convincing relationship between the two, which is crazy because that just kind of shows that it did not increase our top line revenue. Like it did in certain times and stuff, but there's no relationship that says definitively, yeah, turning on Amazon will increase your top line revenue or turning on Amazon will increase 
your profit. I think to take a step back a little bit, and instead of going 90 miles an hour into a brick wall, which my <laughs> mouth is doing right now, is that... <laughs> it's a lot. I it, mean, we, we looked at yeah. it a lot during this whole, so it's... Yeah, but I, it's a lot to I consider. think the part that we probably looked at the most is that we didn't really want to be on Amazon if we didn't have to. Like, if someone was like, oh, you'll make less money if you're also on Amazon, we'd be like, cool, we don't want to be on Amazon. Just there's more, you know, going through some of the quick pro cons, there's just like... I mean, the good things about Amazon is that, you know, you could possibly reach more customers, right? There's a ton of people on Amazon that everyone knows. Being omni-channel, okay, just like multiple sales channels, is good in the sense of you're not just reliant on one channel. Um, it's also good if you're ever trying to sell your company, they say. They can do some customer service for you, warehousing, all that stuff. You pay for it, but it's all kind of encompassed. The cons... And these are big ones, is it like for us, you know? Yeah. Like this isn't well and yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You know what I mean? Like this is strictly speaking for our testing and what we saw with our business, but for other people, it could be. Well, yeah, and for us in the sense of I was gonna say the like a big con, like I just said, the pro is that they do customer service and warehousing and stuff, but we have no control over it. Like we'd actually rather do customer service. We'd rather do warehousing because we already do all of that and we wanna control those processes where someone that's just a Chinese Amazon seller, let's right. say, doesn't want to do customer service. They bear, like a lot of them don't speak super good English, if at all. I mean, that's isn't their the hardest language, all that kind of a thing. Part about trying to like brand build through them is it's like it's not a one-on-one relationship that we have like to our own customers where we could just reach out to them on Instagram or through their email. Like we lose all that customer data that like we just don't own anymore which i think is like took a huge chunk out of it for us during that yeah so that's that piece really is the biggest piece is that we don't we don't own the data so we don't have you know we don't know who our customers is i feel like nowadays saying like data with all the privacy blah 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 it's you know and that could be a whole another episode on like the ios 14.5 yeah, but we'll say, we'll say that one for another bitch fest but really what it means is like when we sell one monkey feet on amazon uh we don't know who it went to when we sell one on shopify we know exactly Everything like about we know that person name phone number email address and all that stuff and that's you know it's good for trying to sell them future products but it's also good for trying to like help them with their current products and everything so that's important in general there's just lower contribution margin or profit again per unit when we sell it on shopify versus amazon amazon's fees and all that kind of stuff it's so, kind of wild how really much means... they really take like at the end of the day because we're running ads on their platform and then they're again also taking another chunk of it on top of that just for being on there yeah just being on there you know again they I think they do the best with companies that don't already have all the infrastructure to do everything because then they can just kind of roll it up and then it is a decently fair price. It's still more than, you know, I would maybe say that it should be, but it's a decently fair price. The problem is when you're a business that already has customer service, warehousing, all of your backend data analytics and everything all set up, then you're just kind of paying twice a little bit. But regardless, apples to apples, it is lower contribution margin per unit. So you have to sell more units to make the same amount of profit as if you did on um, Shopify. And then the last thing is like, there's more returns. There's about double the returns on Amazon and you can't really do upsells and cross-sells because you don't, you don't really have 
the website to where you can be like, oh, you like this, you might want to add this to cart too. And they, you know, they're not incentivized to just sell. We can only do that on our website. Yeah, they're not incentivized to sell your stuff. They're just trying to incentivize to sell more stuff. So on our site, we can be like, oh, you like monkey feet? How about some dumbbells? When you're on Amazon, they're like, oh, you like monkey feet? How about some supplements or like whatever? How about some pencils? (laughs) Yeah, It's like they're recommended underneath whatever the fuck they want to sell you. Yeah, Yeah. they're like, you probably need a pillow because you like (laughs) monkey feet. And you're like, what? Why would I need? Actually, I do need a pillow. How'd you know that? (laughs) But I mean, all in all, what what would you say was kind of the biggest takeaway for us like as a company just during that testing? What was kind of the final decision for us to step away from doing Amazon? Because- I mean, there kind of was a point when we were like leaning back and forth, you know what I mean? Like you're kind of saying that the data didn't like truly show that we should step away from it. But the, the big thing was, you know, as we were just stating all those cons there, that kind of shows that we don't want to be on, on there unless it's really earning us a bunch more money. But then the data was showing that it wasn't earning us a bunch more money. And so that was the really important part. And it's just more to deal with, honestly. I, and, and this is kind of, don't want to sound like a little lazy mother trucker here, but it's like, you know, more shit to deal with, more platforms to have to maintain and everything and know. And yeah, honestly, 100%. the Amazon platform, I think that, this is a hilarious Yeah, we piece. definitely don't but, have to dive into that. But like, even from watching you and Cammy just do it, like I wasn't very hands-on with that, but just watching you guys like digest and like use the back end of amazon like made me made like my head spin i like you think this huge company has like all their bells and whistles tidied up and having you guys like reach out to their customer service and like they were trash and then like the platform that you guys were using just to like bring in um inventory and like stock it and all that like jazz just just visually chaos i remember the first day we got on it and i was like this is this is it. This is the back end. It looks like a, like something from 1998. So wild. It's it's wild. It's like you guys and have all the money in the world and like that back end should be like flawless. Down. And it's funny because you end up, after four months of using it, you end up figuring out where everything is and just it just becomes normal. But that that cold shock therapy yeah, at the beginning where you're like, wow, <laughs> this is shit. This is amazing. Yeah, to go, to go kind of back to your question is like, it wasn't making us more money. It was had all the cons of being on Amazon mainly the data one to where, you know, we can't retarget people. We can't keep close with that customer journey and all of them. Like those two big things were kind of the, you know, sealed the deal for us. I think the last thing that got really interesting is that our Facebook ads started getting less efficient as well. And that's because Facebook's learning of like when an ad is working or not when we were having like 50% of our sales on Amazon because people were just popping off, I guess that wasn't super clear. We didn't, we didn't really dial this in, but so what, what is really happening? What's happening is, you know, the start of a customer journey is they're seeing us on an Instagram ad or Facebook ad or something like that. And then they get pushed to our website and at some point they hop off and they check on Amazon. And about that happens about fifty percent of the time. If you do a Google search of like Animal House or Monkey Feet, we are competing now with like our own AnimalHouseFitness.com, and then you have Amazon that's sitting like on the block right next to it. And sometimes like that actually jumped in front of our own actual website, which was a pain in the ass to deal with. I mean, it's a crazy thing going back to Amazon's whole 
huge strategy where they're trying to compete everywhere to where they're trying to get the people that hear about monkey feet and then they someone googles it and then in the google results where we pay google sponsored ads there amazon is running sponsored ads saying monkey feet against ours to get them to just go and buy our product anyway but on amazon it's such a crazy dude they were doing that and we got shout out jolene i don't know if she listens probably doesn't why would she? Uh, she she's too smart to listen, girl. But she all you gotta do is shout people out and then be like, "Yo, we talked about you in the pod." And you <laughs> yeah. have to listen. In, I've been I've been doing it's that. In minute like twenty nine, <laughs> so you gotta listen to the whole thing. But yeah, she sent me a screenshot to where she was getting a targeted Facebook ad from Amazon's account, but it had monkey feet on it. And so it's like a That's retargeting wild. using Meta. It's just nuts how they're trying to get into like every little facet, but loopholes yeah we had our efficiency on like our facebook account oh i think i was sorry hopped around like four different places full trampoline walls that was gnarly but i think i was i think i was talking about um yeah how people will hop off 50 percent of the time when we have 50 percent of sales on amazon that means they hopped off and got on amazon and checked out there because there's not a lot of advertising we can do and not a lot of people are looking for dumbbell that attaches to the bottom of your foot like oh my god i just, just wish i thought specific. about that yeah there unless you're seeing one of our ads prior. yeah the discovery is happening on different channels so our meta account got worse less efficient and with all the bidding they did we we decided to to boot it and i think actually like right now like in the last hour or two is when we finally ran out of stock on amazon so kind of exciting so it's a great day for us <laughs> for another company why would it possibly be good like what, what why would it be good to be on amazon you know like comparing yeah no it's a, for what happened with us to uh, maybe someone who's listening that actually is currently selling on amazon because we don't want to steer you away from selling on there if it's possibly <laughs> good for your company you know what i'm saying yeah no i think it's a really good question this isn't like a shit on amazon type of thing <laughs> this isn't a rant rant zone. paul paul what yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep, keep, keep. <laughs> yeah, definitely don't fuck them. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, no, it, that oh, is a good, good thing to bring up, though, and it's a good, a good question because I definitely don't think Amazon's just bad for everyone. Um, I think the biggest thing to keep in mind is that we are probably the worst case. I feel like, well, I agree. A number one, test it. I think everyone should take everything with a grain of salt and test it for themselves. Second. I think we're probably the worst case for a couple of reasons. One is we just, we're like a new thing and a new category. We're kind of paving the space to where, well, we're a niche product also, but it's very much like, it's not like we're pro another protein bar that's unique, but we're coming in and we can bid on all of the traffic that comes into Amazon for people searching protein bar. There just isn't that big, like, warm leads coming in that we can come in and try to scoop up as much as possible and be competitive there. If that makes sense. Like, I feel like if a company's trying to do that, they still have to compete with all the other protein bars and that's not easy, but you can build that into kind of your business plan and everything um, to where we, you know, meta works great for us because we can pretty quickly show, Hey, here's the thing. Here's what you do, all that kind of stuff. And Meta's algorithm can find the people that might think that that's interesting and all of that. The second piece is 
we are pretty low. For people that don't know what LTV means, it means lifetime value. The way you can think about that is, well, I guess our product's pretty good for, for the one end, but you know, <laughs> monkey feet, <laughs> you should be able to buy one. It should not break. You can use it for both feet. Cool, you bought one, you're good. Versus someone that buys protein bars or like deodorant to where or gum, they're gum, something reusable. Yeah, consumables are huge in that to where it's like their lifetime value isn't the cost of one unit to where like our average order value, let's say it's a hundred bucks. The lifetime value is like around a hundred bucks to where someone that's like deodorant, the average order value is like 10 bucks. If you get that natural good, good, you know, aluminum oxide free baby, but it's about 10 <laughs> bucks, but a lifetime value of a customer could be like 200, 300 bucks. So they're very different to where Amazon's like subscription stuff and reordering makes the friction so much less that it can make it make sense for your business. And in general, I think it's just something that people need to think about for their own, their own business and situation and, and test. Testing. Testies nut. Huh. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, are they almonds or pecan? <laughs> I mean... I think a lot of this is, is interesting for us, and I feel like it's not really applicable for a lot of people. It might be interesting. But the one thing I would like to say is my public service announcement at the end. Oh, no. Here he goes. Is I want you to sit, hear me sing, please. One, two, three, four. Oh, so tech yes. Guy. We just need him to close our podcast. One, two, three, four, eleven. <laughs> <laughs> when he gets in the double digits, is best. 11, 12, 13, 14. That's so good. Okay, bye. I can do that forever. Yeah, yeah. he just like has the little flowers on his oh head. Oh my God. Yeah. For those that don't know what we're talking about, what's his name? Sotan? So, so yet or Sotet. It's like S O Y I E T or something. Is he from the Philippines? Somewhere over and there. And he just yeah, does. Like a, a little Filipino dude with like two teeth in the front. He always has flowers wrapped around the top of his head. And, he's and just he just sings. Like, he's hilarious. His thing, dude, he's got like a million followers, but he just. He does like a jingle every day. You can actually go on and like buy jingles from him. Yes. And like that's how he makes a living. Bro, I need to buy a birthday jingle for you. Oh, damn. I'm here. Write that down. Oh, B, B. We should write one for Ev. Oh. That'd be so good. I'm in. Because he does like cheaper ones, little jingles. (laughs) Dude, I'm doing a fun for Oh, God, it's so good. It would be so Uh, pissed. Oh, my God. He would laugh so hard. He's like, weren't we supposed to get him for the company? Even better. We got him for you, dude. (laughs) Anyways, my PSA was it helps small businesses when you shop directly, buy it from their Shopify site or whatever, whatever their easiest way is. That's where they make the most margin. So if you know you're going to buy the thing, try to buy it directly. When you type in their name on Google, don't don't hit the sponsored ad. Scroll down just a little farther. Hit the organic one. It doesn't charge them as much money. Help out the boys. You know what I mean? But And if you guys want to test this, just go ahead and type in monkey the stoke company.com animal house <laughs> <laughs> or animal house fitness backslash the stoke company.com and buy a t-shirt <laughs> i'm pretty sure there won't be any amazon ads you can just click the very top link and support the boys if you see an amazon ad right click report abuse and then we out here <laughs> all right i hope you had fun um Laughing and learning with us. <laughs> <laughs> Today was a big learning day, and other days we'll have giggle days. Okay, Missy, love you, bye! <laughs>